to full energy From bed right here cause they're my enemies Subscribe and like, rate and review Look on the other day, eat up or get two We're gonna win the trophy, we're overdue Now we do the double, make it deja vu It's a move, learn your ting, girl, but it's only on the wing Harry's one of our own island It's only got money, but let's see the king And we got Delhi Ali that's talking We're the show side, we're the show side We're the show side, what we see We're the show side, we're the show side Now it's a new flood the pain Yo, 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 it's the Shelf Side Podcast, episode 67, and we have the main man back in the building, Kwabna, how are you doing, my man? I'm good, man, I'm good, thanks, Lira, for stepping in, um, memos will be, uh, will be on the way in the future, <laughs> um, Lira, like, to be honest, Lira, I've got to say, like, whilst you did a fantastic job, and, you know, when it comes to Spurs, you're one of my favourite people, like... The bullying I get, yeah, the sly bullying, the sly bullying that I get from you, Lyra, is unacceptable. Man, like, you know, I was complaining about my mic, complaining about lack of memos, like, I don't know what to do with you, Lyra, to be honest with you. You just want me to make your whole life easier, bro, like. What's, get what's, off your chest, quite I mean? what's, what's Say life, what you feel. What's life without a little bit of adversity? You can't have a rainbow without the rain, mate, okay? That's what I am. I'm the rain! But yeah, no, great job. Oh, good oh, good I thought you were going to say you're the rainbow. <laughs> uh, but hold on, hold on a second. What we need to establish is, did you have a good time, A? And B, is your percentage of world travelled up? No, no, no. I've been there I've been there a couple of times before, actually. So three or four times before. So um, Stop so, showing yeah, off. I, I can't say that my percentage has gone up, unfortunately. But it's the first Nobody time, likes to show off. First time I've been there when Messi hasn't been there, though. So. Oh, did you go to a game? I didn't go to a game, man. I went for a wedding, but um, it felt different, guys. I can't lie. I can't lie. It felt different. Yeah. No Messi and Barca. Yeah, yeah it must man. feel different. Weird. Weird, weird, like, sentiment. When you, because the game was on as well. And, um, yeah. So, I wonder, I wonder how, how they've managed to fill the new camp. I don't know if people are still, like, going there loads or if the tents have dropped. But you know, more than a club, isn't it? More than a club. Mexican club. Mexican club. I don't know if they're more than a club. Messi's Messi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. no. Yeah. They were there before Messi. They were selling out before Messi. 100%. They did have a lot of Brazilians before that, though. Um, the level of players right now are not so great. But, hey, they'll come back, I'm sure. Uh, they got the TV money in Spain, them in Madrid. So let's see. Um, speaking of different cities, international cities, as we do, we're going to shout the cities, the international cities, the new ones that have started to listen to us. So Hawthorne in Australia, shout out to you guys. Welcome. Uh, Calgary in Canada. I think we've had Calgary before, but not for a while, so we shout out them. Uh, who else have we got in the building? I think that may be it. Did I see one more? No, I think that is it for New Cities, so shout out to you guys. And as we don't have much time, it's time to crack on, Kwabna. What have we got on the agenda this week? So I thought that like, we just looked, the chancel window is closed. So I want to kind of get off the bat how you're feeling about the business that was done. We signed, we signed five players in total. We signed Romero. We signed Emerson Royal. We signed Galini, we signed Brian Hill, and we signed... Pepe Sarr. 
Tabitha. And we let Toby Alderweireld go. We let Erica Miller go. We let Cameron Carter visit go out alone. Um, we also terminate the contract of Serge Aurier. And we also let someone else go. Who's the other person we let go? Sissoko. Sissoko. Yes, Sissoko. Um, so, yeah, I just want to kind of get your view on how you think about the transfer window, man. Yeah, so we let a couple more go as well. I mean, and they were fringe. Uh, we've, we let Foyth go because that was early oh, on, yes, right? Foyth they, to Villarreal, that one, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah, they executed their option to buy. I was a bit disappointed with that one, but I don't know whether um, Nuno would have played him, but he certainly wasn't a favourite of the previous management. But we also released Gazaniga, Kaiser Sterling, Jack Rolls. I've just got found a list. Jamie Bowden was out on loan. Probably not that um, important. But Dennis Serkin went to Sunderland for one million. And there was a time when he was supposed to be the left-back of the future. And Timothy Yoma has gone to Lincoln. Um as well so and George Marsh on a free so guys these guys have been in around the first team and maybe just cover but we've had quite a bit of a clear out um this summer Paratici oh no, that's the wrong way to pronounce him is Parachi um or Paratici Paratici uh, even Paratici. yeah I think it is yeah, yeah, stop showing off with your accents and stuff, yeah, mate. I mean, Just because you came back from international seas and stuff. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, I think this window has been defined by um, the number one objective. And the number one objective was to keep Harry Kane. Uh, and I think the other objective was to revamp the squad. And with the third objective being to get rid of Deadwood. So... I think this is how that window has to be graded based on those three principles. Would you agree? Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Okay. So given the fact that we achieved the main objective, which was keeping Harry Kane, that has to be a good start. Okay. Given the fact that we've got rid of some of the Deadwood people like Mrs. Sissoko, uh, Foyf, Gazaniga, I'm struggling to say Serge Aurier and Eric Lamella because depending on who you speak to, they may not be classed as Deadwood. People love them, people loathe them. But I guess under the new manager, they weren't going to feature, so they are deemed Deadwood. So we've got rid of them. Some for fees, some for free, but we've got rid of their wages. And a few others. Now, Paratici has been cooking He's managed to do what other technical directors haven't been able to do, whether that's he's been able to get rid of them or he's been able to convince Daniel Levy to get rid of them at a loss. Either way, he's done what Hitchin and others haven't been able to do or Levy himself. So that's a good thing. When we look at the incoming players, they all have some promise. There doesn't seem to be anybody in there that just seems to be a last minute kind of make do Ryan Nielsen type purchases and it doesn't seem to be any kind of Encodu NG type purchases either. There seem to be with the exception of Emerson Royal, there seem to be players that we've tracked and have great promise and could do a job now and can do a job in the future. 
So it seems good to me, good business. Um, I say the exception of Emerson Royal just because I think a lot of people don't know if we've been tracking him for a while because he seems to come out last minute in terms of rumours and then the signing. But he's another young one with great potential. Um, we can talk about him in a bit more detail because he used to been the last man in a bit later. But I think what we haven't done in this window is address some key positions, most notably a backup striker. Um, even though we kept Kane, we still need that backup striker. And we haven't addressed the creative midfield issue or void left by Christian Eriksen. I know we have Lacelso still, and I know we have Dombele, but if we wanted a pure cam and you don't fancy um, Dombele in that role, we haven't addressed that. So for me, they're the two biggest issues I have with the transfer window. So my grade would have to be a B if we are grading it. How do you think we've done in that window? I think we. I think a B is fair. I would actually say a B minus. And mm -hmm. for all the reasons that you said, uh, I agree with. I think now, if keeping Nombele and Harry Kane proved to be integral to the rest of our season, then of course it's an, it, it's it moves up to it moves up to a B plus plus probably um, because we still don't have a backup striker. So if that happens, then I think we we can consider ourselves like you know very lucky. I think it's about the reintegration of Nombele. If he can come back into the side and can provide that creative spark which we so clearly lacked against Watford and Wolves, then it will prove to be great business. I think to bring him to bring another creative midfielder in to when we had Nombele, it's like it just didn't make sense. It just didn't make sense, man, because it's like we all know how how great a generational talent he is. And if you bring someone else in to do the creative job when he's still sitting there, it means that you've actually completely shut the door on him. Whereas if he's not, if if he's if he realizes that look, no one's coming for me, I have to play to up my profile if I want to leave at least, then we could get the best out of him for a season, and that's worth trying for. So I think that those are the key things for me um, to bring that in to to bring that creative midfielder in wouldn't have been smart business and I think you know having kept Harry Kane despite all the overtures and the comments that people have made about whether we whether we should keep him or we take the money or we reinvest blah blah to keep him if he's going to score goals which you know is what he does then that's also got to have a massive positive spin on the on the transfer window I think I think it's like I don't know. I think whilst there haven't been any like game-changing signings, a lot of people have been happy about the fact that we've got rid of some people who were just didn't have a future at Tottenham, right? And they're happy about just getting them off the, the payroll. But what I find frustrating is that people are going to say, yeah, Paratigi, um was great because he got rid of these guys. But also, because we failed to get rid of them, maybe like two windows, three windows, in some cases four windows, longer than we should have done, we haven't got the value we should have got from them. Um, some of them have gone like for basically nothing. Um, some of them have gone for nothing and just had their things terminated. Like it's there's shown a ruthlessness, which is great, but at the same time, it's just a reminder of how frustrating it is that this these had to be taken care of before. So, I'm happy that some of these people have gone. I'm just not as happy in the manner. If you think about what we got for someone like Dembele. And how much he left for, and when he left, 
um, compared to what happened with Sissoko left, him having given been given a con contract, the whole thing was just mismanaged. And it, this window is just a reminder that it could have been done earlier, and it's really frustrating that it wasn't. But I would say a B, uh, a B minus at this stage. Yeah, it makes sense. All your points are valid, and and I was going to speak about that. We we touched on um, on Twitter last night the release mutual agreement by mutual agreement of Serge Aurier and I think he's one of the people you are talking about had he been sold a couple of windows ago or even the last window we're probably looking at around 25 million coming in for Serge um, there were the figures that we were talking about before PSG bought Hakimi the rumours were that they were interested in um, Serge for example so there's a loss of revenue there, um, definitely. And the likes of Sissoko being bought for 30 million and sold for 3 million is probably a shocking bit of business in total, right? Yep. Forget the number of games he actually played because I know his role was different in our system, but his actual output in terms of stats really it looks like a waste of 30 million and he will always be compared to you and I to Mane. So, um, it's absolutely shocking, but none of that is Paratici's, um, bag. Like he wasn't around last window, previous windows. He didn't mismanage, um, the purchases or the sellings and what he has actually brought through the door. As much as you say, there are no, game changers as such there could be in time right Gil could be or Brian could be a new David Silva I know that's a big ask but if he turns into one then Paratici is a genius right and the likes of Gallini could be a long-term successor Royale could be a long-term right back Romero etc they're all young they're all kind of talents that people want in and around Europe, we've managed to secure them. Um, like I'll say, I'll reiterate, there's no encoders in there and there's no NGs in there. Yeah. And there's no, no clerks in there. That, that, that is true. That is true. So I guess, you know, those people are, they're, they're young coveted stars looking to the future and they've got a certain level of experience under their bag, which means that, under their belt, sorry, which means that, you know, we expect them to be contributing um, imminently, definitely this season. So you know you're right about that. So I guess when you, when you look at that, when you look at those dealings, and you look paired with what's been laid by foundation wise this season already, how are you feeling when you think about when you think about our performance um, against against Watford, and you think about the signings and how we look things at long term? How are you feeling? I'm feeling okay. I'm not feeling like oh my god, we're top of the table. Nuno's turned us around. Definitely not feeling like that. Uh, the performance against Watford, I went on Sunday and it didn't blow me away by any stretch of the imagination. None of the performances have blown me away. Uh, three goals, great. But actually, we've not scored a goal apart from the penalty inside the box, right? So we're not creating that many chances. One's a free kick that went in, lofted in, bounced in, keeping keep error. One was a pen. And then the other was a shot from outside the box, which was a defensive error, Ruben Diaz, and then a goalkeeping error. So we are not creating bundles of chances. We're creating a few chances, 
but I don't think we're creating more chances than under Mourinho. And I think if the stepping stone that Nuno is trying to put in place is a solid foundation, a strong defence, which seems like there is, and obviously a few players have come back in and have actually proven their worth thus far. Um, I, I think... With Kane, will always score goals. With Son, will always score goals. That was proven last season. I think, though, we need to see an evolution of the full in the full-back play and the laterals. Um, we've just brought a lateral in who likes to go forward. Uh, and we need to see an evolution of our midfield. And that doesn't need to be a complete evolution. Everybody knows what we're talking about when we say evolution. And I think that evolution has to come with somehow integrating Dombele or a Celso into a slightly more advanced role. And one would hope that Delhi could play alongside Pierre or Skip in the base of midfield. And that would certainly give us some more creativity. And I think if those two things could happen in conjunction with the core, base, strength and defensive nows that um, Nuna has already implemented, I would feel a lot more confident. Do you think we can have a, a formation that includes Nombele with Delhi and Hoibier? Do you, is it Skip the one that misses out then? or? I honestly think, yeah, it's got, it's got to be one or um, Skip. So Skip or Hoibier. I'm not entirely comfortable with both of them in the middle of the park, especially against a side that is going to sit back and hit us on the counter. Against the Man City, against a side that's probably better in possession than us away from home okay we, we make that sacrifice but at home when we need to be pushing forward and creating chances I think we need to be a bit more um, open-minded in attack and a bit more progressive so yeah I would alternate um, one of those two probably skip and play somebody with an idea with a through pass with um who has the ability to break the press right and to break lines uh going forward so yeah that's what i certainly would do and maybe it, it isn't delhi maybe it's a combination um that we wanted last season of the celso hoibier and dombele or maybe it's just the base of skip and hoibier and a dombele who and give him the license to roam Maybe that's what we do, but I certainly think we need to do something. Um, I think Delhi's better on getting at the end. Oh, sorry, Delhi is better going forward and getting on the end of things, as has been proven already this season. Making that third man run in terms of creative passing and ball progression, um, I don't think that's his bag at the minute. Yeah, it does. It doesn't feel like the the kind of short incisive passing that we saw under Pochettino when he was floating and up and closer to Harry Kane. I don't feel like that's something that's a feature of his game as much anymore. Yeah, not so deep as well. Where he's playing, he can be ended up in a right-back spot, left-back spot. He's doing a lot of work, good work. And I think he's changed. I think it's a change daily. I don't think we're going to see that kind of through ball unless he's in and around the edge and and I don't think we see ball progression, the one-twos getting on the other side of it. I think we're going to see a lot of hard work. I think we're going to see him giving it. But I think we're going to see him making that those third-man runs, getting into the box and finishing chances. He had one on Sunday against Watford where Kane found him. And he should have scored, but um, crested just wide. So I think that's Delhi, the, the Delhi we're seeing. And, and whether this is exciting under Nuno I, I don't know um, certainly isn't at the moment but we've won so question for you would you 
prefer points or performance uh, or does it matter at this stage or if it was like this going forward would you be happy I think well first of all if we win every game by 38 if we win 38 games by 1-0 I'm, I'm happy with that do you know what I mean <laughs> of course but I think I think what needs to be it, there's something different to this start because it seems like he has got an idea of what he of the team he wants to play so it's about making sure that they can manifest his philosophy into the into the everyday you know into the the games that he plays so i think where it stands now is that when you compare it to last season where you know we had a we had a good start to the season it was fairly uninspiring but it felt very functional because almost like we were bypassing our midfield because Mourinho felt like we couldn't we couldn't play a certain way but we all know he's quite a defensive coach anyway with Nuno it seems that he is trying to establish like a base and then start getting playing at least up front there are some combinations going right so whilst we are seem to be cutting passing through midfield pretty quickly defensively we're resolute but there's a little bit more imagination up top rather than just like Kane dropping deep, getting the ball, turning and releasing and releasing Son. It does need to be like that. Like there are combinations. Bergwijn is moving and um, floating around the place. Lucas, when he's playing, floating in around the place. Son is like they're all interchanging. They're being a little less predictable. So I think there's a lot more to look forward to because there's a style that's developing. I also think that whilst I do want the performances to get better, right now I will take the points because you need to establish a base first right because if we say establish another two wins in the opening five games and then spend four games after that trying to understand how we're going to play and how we're going to move forward that could potentially be really powerful so that's also got to be got to be considered in some way shape or form yeah and you're bang on you're bang on because winning breeds confidence right um and then teams set up against you differently you potentially are more dominant, get more territory, etc. And I guess it will get hit on the counter, but if we've got a strong defensive base and an understanding um, and our two DMs can cover the full-back positions, then it should work out well. Um, losing also breeds the opposite of confidence, which I can't think of right now. And there is a side at the moment who has lost as many games as we've won. That's what I'm going to say on that matter. But um, we, we keep it moving. <laughs> What are you uh, gonna say? Yeah, no, they're a bunch of bums. We don't talk about them. They're not. They're not. They're not worth. They're not worth the mention. Um, but yeah, I think it, I think we do. I do really want to see patterns of play. I do really want to see an idea and identity pop up as soon as possible, man. I really want to see that. But we're heading into an international game, unbeaten, hundred percent record. Um, and to be honest, like. How many times have we said this? Like when it comes to a season like this, if you can put together a good stretch together, you you will always be in the conversation. So to me personally, if we win another eight games in a row, we'll win the league. You heard it here first. That's the record. That's the record. You heard it, you heard it here first. Yeah, I see what you've done there. That's City's record. Oh, oh sorry. That's our record. City joined us on that record. So, yeah, there's an omen there. So let's see if we can do that as we head into the break. But it's a nice way to head into the break. And we'll talk about the international break and what it means for us going forward, I think, on next week. I know we don't have much more time, but is there anything else you want to add on the Spurs before we have to get out of here? Short pod this week, guys. So yeah, apologies, apologies for that. Apologies for that. Um, 
No, I think I would really like to see the integration of uh, Romero come to fruition, and I really want to see who's going to come. Who, which two centre backs are going to come out of that battle between Dyer, Sanchez, and Romero? I think Sanchez's performances um, have deservedly got the plaudits. Um, I think he's been less functional than Dyer's, more commanding. He seems to be a completely different person. I'm really excited about having a solid foundation to build from defensively like because like I said like look attacking options they win games right but I still believe that defences win championships like there's no denying that and in our recent history the closer we came was when we had the tightest like defence in the league so if defense we can, in league, if we can yeah. keep that going in a way in a team where to be honest not that much has changed we wouldn't expect it to do and we can have two flying fullbacks once Emerson comes up to speed and then to have someone you can cover in both in both ways in Tanganga. And also with a manager who's not afraid to make substitutions, right? He's made three substitutions, I think, in every single game so far. So that's like yeah. that's really encouraging to me. It's, it lets everyone in the squad know that you do get your chances kind. And it's not always going to be like on the 70th minute, someone like Mora came in a lot earlier. Like, if the opportunity is there, he will make those changes, and that's really encouraging. It's a shame we didn't get it's a shame we didn't get that midfielder, but I also am slightly optimistic that Hopefully he turns the situation down around with Tongi and um, and we see the best that he's had to offer since. Yeah, I agree. And my last contribution is shout to Matt Doherty, um, mate. You're not fancy. He sold you, and now he's got rid of a right back, playing the centre back at right back, and now bought a right back. Yeah, pretty much. What can I say? Yeah, 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 yeah. Not, not great, not great. But you can learn from Ben Davis, it just be a good professional. And uh, and just, and just step it, yeah. step it won't call the pod. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. There you go. Cool, man. Well, um, listen, that's that's all from us. Unfortunately, we've got to get out of here. It's been a bit of a hectic one, but we will um, make sure the next one takes a lot more time, you know, a lot more in-depth analysis. But um, until then, thank you very much for listening. Again, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review because we only give you five-star content, so it's only right. Give someone a gift to the pod. Tell a friend to tell a friend. We're all a Tottenham community. It's great to see us grow. We love the interaction. So do reach out to us at ShellPod on Twitter. Let us know uh, what you like, what you don't like, and we will continue to make the content that you like. Um, so, uh, yeah. Until then, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. We are unbeaten. We haven't conceded any goals. We're top of the league. So smile, because remember, the sun always shines on the shelf side. Lero, thanks for coming back. And uh, run the outro. Where the show side, where the show side, where the show side, talking in.